first of all, I want to say thank you for asking me up here. And it's, I want to thank the church for allowing us to express ourselves and give us a platform to really love Jesus and move on in our walk with God. Um, like was said earlier, this whole theme of the morning is journey. But I was encouraged to look at journey from a different perspective. So I googled the definition. And one of the definitions is a long and often difficult process of personal change and development. And as Christians, we don't necessarily have an easy task. It's not just an easy road that we are born on earth and we end up in heaven with nothing in the way. It's actually about becoming more like Christ. It's about changing who we are and surrendering ourselves to him. And in Philippians 3, 12 to 14, it says... I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. And the main thing I'm going to focus on is about forgetting the past. We're meant to be like Jesus, and in 1 John 2, verse 6, it says, whoever lives in him ought to walk like he walked. Jesus didn't live in the past. He lived in the present. He didn't blame God for anything that happened. And um, I got back from Uganda yesterday, and if anyone has been at the airport, there is, to get to departures, you have to climb up about four flights of stairs. And when you're carrying about four suitcases up these stairs in, like, 28 degrees heat is not the nicest thing in the world you end up like sweating and you're at the top and then you're only welcomed by a kind of scratchy third world airport nothing glamorous chaos everywhere no one really knowing what's going on and um and the stairs wouldn't seem much of an obstacle if you didn't have the suitcase with you it would just seem like climbing up a few stairs and nothing too tedious and it's kind of like that with living with our past if we've got all our past with us if we've got everything that we've suffered and struggled with in the past with us when we come up to future trials it's going to be a lot harder and for me one thing that I've struggled to deal with is blaming God and when I was 13 my brother's best friend died in a car accident and I was struggling with God if you have a plan for him if you know the day we're going to be born and the day we're going to die why did you make him die like on my birthday why was that like why was that in your plan and I because I was blaming God I struggled to connect with him and I've only really dealt with it now and it's four years on and actually dealing with the past helps you with future trials that you're going to go through on your journey with Christ and I dealt with it and this year I lost three people to cancer and it hasn't been as hard as it would have been if I'd still been blaming God if I'd still been living in the past and living in the struggles that I have because actually I let go and God doesn't care about where you've been he cares about where you are now and where you are heading and we're heading into another kingdom we're heading into heaven so why should we focus on the things that have happened on earth before us we should just continue to keep going and first of all we need to recognize the issue that we have I, I don't know what it is for you but for me It was actually recognising the fact that blaming God had made my Christian journey a struggle that actually made me begin to pray and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and nothing was happening but I had to be persistent and now I'm 
in like the best place with God I could be. I've just had an amazing summer with incredible encounters with God. And I'm not saying that my life is going to be all fine and dandy, but it's a bit like leaving my suitcase at the bottom of those stairs and I could just walk up them and have permission to enter from one country into another kingdom. So I just encourage you to recognize what might be dragging you back and holding you back from God and pray about it. Tell somebody about your struggles because once you've told somebody, the process just starts to happen and it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard, but it makes our future journey with Jesus easier and more rewarding. I'm going to talk about this light at the end of the tunnel. We're always told that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, you can always see it, and someday we're going to get to that light. Now, for different people, the light can mean different things. It could be retiring, it, it could be getting that new pay rise, getting a new car, um, leaving school. It can mean so many different things. But what some people don't realise is um, Jesus is in that tunnel with you. Jesus is right behind you calling your name. And the more you focus on that light, the less you realise Jesus is in the tunnel. So the more you focus on Jesus, the less you realise you're actually in a tunnel. Now I'm going to read John chapter 3, verse 19. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came to the world, but the people loved the darkness so much, for their actions were evil. Now, a lot of people try to run away from the light. It reveals and shows up their sins. But Jesus forgives sins. You can't deal with your sins on your own. But it's not as easy as just turn around and saying, yep, here I am. Um, as is said in Luke 14, verse 28. But don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? It's like saying, you've got to realise it's not going to be as easy. You have to like know that things are going to get hard. But if you stay with Jesus, you'll make it through the hard times and times will be better. The overall result will be much better. Now I'm going to read John chapter 3, verse 3. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Now there's three things, whether you're a Christian or you haven't devoted your life to Jesus yet. Three things that we all need to try to do. Always focus on Jesus. Do everything for the goodness of God. And don't forget, it's about the journey, not the destination. Okay. Um, how good was this? Um, round of applause. Come on, make it a bit more, a bit more awkward. Okay, um, I love, we love hearing young people. Um, we're now going to invite Rob and honour Rob because he's got, he's got the wisdom. He's, got, and he's just going to share something soon. Welcome to you. Not my doing. If you're wondering where Brian and Alison are this morning, I, I believe they went to life on Friday night and they were sat on a chair. 
with a cone on their head, and I haven't seen them since. So that's not true either. There's a lot not true today. Anyway, right, uh, I've got to follow all that. Um, I feel a bit old coming up here this morning, I suppose. Um, I've, I've, I was down to speak for this morning anyway, and God had given me a bit of a word that he wanted me to share. And then I knew that the life guys were doing their morning, and it just so happens, God does this sometimes, doesn't he, that he sort of ties the two things in together. Um, the message that I've got this morning is very simple. Um, it's not, not a complicated theological sort of message, but I just really felt God wanted me to share this. He just wanted to share his heart um, through what I say this morning. So hopefully that you will be able to connect with that. It's, it's to do with giving, um, and actually it ties in very nicely with the fact that all the life guys are talking about the journey that we're on, and actually... It is to do with, while we're all on our journey, how can we give? And that is the, the main sort of aim of what I'm going to be talking about. And I'll, I'll try not to go on for too long, I promise. Um, but a little while ago, um, it was at the end of the school year. I've got my two children, go to Boothville Primary School. And as many parents do, at the end of the end of a school year, they might buy a little present, um, give it to the teachers to say thank you. And Finn is just leaving year six, so he's just finished the primary school. And I felt it appropriate to get a present, perhaps just to all the staff, go and pop it in the staff room just to say thank you for the whole time that he's been at the school. Um, it's just something that we like to do, don't we? We like to give. We like to give gifts, like to give things of ourselves. But I knew it was only a day or two before the school was finishing, and I thought, well, actually, it is lovely to give a gift, but actually, if we're honest, it's also nice to receive a thank you. It's nice to be able to exchange that gift, see the other person's face, and have that appreciation, and not a problem, that's all right. And, but it was drawing towards the end of the school year, um, and I thought, actually, I'm not going to get the chance to see the, the staff. I was going to take the present in, hand it in at the office. It's going to probably get put in the staff room, um, and I wouldn't even see them. And I thought, so that process just made me think about giving and how we give gifts. And actually, the fact that I, I wanted to give, even though I knew I wasn't going to get anything in return, even an acknowledgement or a thanks, I probably wasn't going to see them at all, it just made me think about the fact that actually I still wanted to give it because within me, that act of giving, it just did something. It was satisfying. And sort of from that point, that's just where giving has been on my mind and I've, I've thought about things and obviously come to this word this morning. But it's about how we, how we like to give regardless of what um, the response might be. Um, I've also been reading a bit of Acts recently. I'm sorry, no, I'll just... No, that's right. The, the reason why I talked about giving and how it's just a, a normal response, um, despite, the, despite what people might do or say, is actually, if you look in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, it says there um, that we are made in God's image. Okay? And God is a God that loves to give. And having thought about this, I thought that makes perfect sense, actually. I wanted to give a gift to someone. Um, I'm made in the image of God. Actually, we are all created to give. We like to give. God is a God that loves to give. Um, and I think that's where it comes from for us as well. Um, as I was just saying, I've, I've been reading Acts recently. Um, and I was just looking at the life of Paul. Um, it just struck me what he did with his life. I'm sure plenty, plenty of people have heard a little bit about the story of Paul and what he did. But simply put, he started off... I'm going to flip it through Connor a little bit. Um, he started off where he was persecuting. He was sold at the time. He was persecuting the Christians at that time. Um, really victimizing them and, and treating them in a very bad way. And then suddenly he had this encounter with Jesus. It transformed his life. Okay, he met with Jesus um, and suddenly his perspective changed and he decided that he was going to suddenly um, change what he was doing and he was going to give of himself. He dedicated his life to be able to preach the word. He was performing miracles. He wanted to extend the kingdom. 
I just keep going, Connor. Another couple. Um, and he faced the similar sort of persecutions that he was handing out in the first place. He, was, he went through so many trials that he decided, it doesn't matter what's going to happen to me. I'm going to commit my life to making sure I share the gospel, I tell people about Jesus. And he, was, he went through, obviously, very difficult circumstances. But that was his journey. It was Paul's journey that he wanted to give all that he had to extend the kingdom, to tell people about his faith and to tell people about Jesus. And why did he do that? Well, it's because of the encounter that he had. Because of that time that he met with Jesus, that transformed him, and he knew that that's what he had to do. He, he heard from God, and that's what he felt God was asking him to do. So I think for us, anybody here that's perhaps had that encounter with Jesus, that they've met Jesus, they've accepted him into, his, into their hearts, I think we recognize that we have got so much that we could give away. When I think about it personally, and I think all the stuff that God has done for me, and I think about who I am and how much I muck up and all the things that I do wrong, and yet he still loves me, he still gives me all those things, the, the love, the joy, the peace, the forgiveness. I just wrote a few words down, Connor, if you want to um, go on a couple. Okay, love, grace, mercy, hope, favor, blessing, forgiveness, freedom. He's given us an eternity in heaven, just a relationship, a day-to-day relationship. He has given us so much, and when we stop to think about that, and when we recognize how much that we've got in our day-to-day lives, in the journey that we live, the, the way that we go about our lives, when we dwell on that, that is surely what we want to give away to other people. Now, for Paul, the way it looked was that he would be going out, he was performing miracles, he was preaching the word. And we can do that in our daily lives anyway, in, in, a, in a sense. Um, but there's other ways that it can look as well. There's other things that we can be doing uh, that we can be given. Maybe some of the gifts that God's given to you that you could be given that. Maybe you could give your time. Maybe you could give some money somewhere. Gifts that you have, advice, expertise, all of those things. It's just about having a heart, isn't it, that we want to give to other people. And who do you give to? That's the challenge I had as well. I think it's very easy to be in, in amongst our friends and we want to give. We have that attitude, yeah, I'm going to give, I'm going to help you, I'm going to take you somewhere. Um, maybe our work colleagues as well. But actually the challenge is perhaps are we able to give in circumstances that actually push us out of our comfort zone slightly, going to help in places where we, we don't feel like perhaps we really want to, but we know it's a, a good thing to do anyway. I've, um, just before the summer break, I've been helping over at Meeting Point over in Springs for the, the Friday evenings. I think it's the, um, the younger children that go over there for a couple of hours on a Friday evening. And if I'm perfectly honest, Friday evening, 5 o'clock, 7 o'clock, I'd quite happily be sat at home at the end of a working week and just relaxing. But I think about it, I think, actually, I could give myself, I could give a couple of hours, because without me and a few other people, that wouldn't be happening. And actually, there's a bunch of guys that come in off of the estate and, and not too far away as well, that they're able to come in and really enjoy themselves, have some fun, come into the church uh, building over the other side, and just experience a really good evening. And that happens because there's a group of people that give up their time. So it is a sacrifice, and it is a place where sometimes you think, well, I'd rather not, actually, but it's so rewarding as well. And I'm sure we can all think of examples where we give in a sacrificial way, but it is really, really worth it. It's it's such a reward. Um, So a few of the verses from the Bible. Good place to to dive into. So, Connor, I think it's the next one. Matthew. No, that's not the one I had written down. Maybe I've missed one out. Um, in Matthew 25, I've got Matthew 25, Connor, is that after that? I think, there we go, I've got it in the wrong order. When you did it to me, 
So when you did it to one of the least of my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. And that's just a bit of scripture to think, actually, just that act of giving and, and helping other people, that's the way that Jesus perceives it as well, that you're doing it to him as well. Um, if you go back then, Connor, I think I've missed this out. I've got it in the wrong order. We're told, obviously, Jesus teaches, love God with all your heart, all your mind, and to love other people. And that's where it comes from, isn't it? When you love, you give. Yeah, that's what I've just been thinking about recently. When you're, when you're loving someone, however that looks, you want to give. Actually, and God instructs us that we should be loving him with all of what we've got, and we should be loving others as ourselves. And if we have that attitude, I'm going to try my hardest to love every single person here, every single person that I come into contact with, then how can I give? And how does that look? So who do you give to? That is a little challenge for us as well. Okay, let's skip forward a couple, Connor. Um, and also, don't shout about it. The other verse that I came across as well. Um, no, oh, I'll get my, my verses modelled up slightly. This one is, you reap what you sow. Okay, if you give a little, perhaps you'll receive a little back as well. And God teaches there that if you sow, if you sow generously, if you have that heart where you want to give, give and give, Actually, God will reward you in that as well. And you've got to do it with the right heart. And don't shout about it either. Okay, so God loves a cheerful giver. One more then, Connor. I'll just show you that. Be careful not to, not to shout about it. I won't read it all. Do not announce it. Do not say, sort of stand there. I know I've just, <laughs> I did think about this. I've just told you all that I volunteer on a Friday night at meeting point. Aren't I great? That wasn't the purpose behind it. It's just an example um, but don't shout about it. Don't go out saying, how great am I? Look at me. Look at all that I do. It's not about how much you do and how good it looks. It's about your heart, about how you can give and how God sees it. And God will see your heart and he will reward you accordingly. Is there one more page there, Connor? Yeah. He, he rewards what is done. And he sees your heart. And he, you could give so much when so many people don't actually see what's going on, but God sees it. Okay? And he just wants us to give as well. Okay, so... As part of this morning, this is another example of how God and God has set this up nicely. I had this on my heart that I wanted to do this, and the, the guys in life had it on their heart that they want to do it as well. So we're doing a little bit of a tag team here. I just really wanted to honour a few people because, despite what I've just all set, said here, so many of you will be sat here thinking, "Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that." It's not a message that's new to me, Rob. That is my heart, and that is fantastic. That is brilliant, and I'm sure there's many, many people here that do that. But I think, as much as God rewards us in secret, and he rewards you personally, I really value just making people sort of be appreciated as well and that we just say thank you to people who do things for us, thank you for people that give up their time, um, give up their hours and that have that heart that I've just been sharing. 